T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We hope we haven't run into a Carson Wentz situation. A guy that has an exceptional season, yep. parlays that into a big-time contract, and then boom. Right. Because you look at you look at Dak had these same numbers with five games, missing five games, as Jalen Hurts has right now. And I told you guys, I said, he's turning the ball over too much. Oh, but we winning. Okay. Now, what happens when he's turning the ball over and you don't win? Now you want to place blame on him. Well, you should have been placing blame saying, Jalen, we can't keep turning the ball over like this if we expect to have the success that we're looking to have long term. They have an issue. Wentz watch. Made a valid point. And, and the thing of it is, we allowed that to, to be the case. Because hey, I moved the line. I'd be the first to say I blame I moved you. The line. You did it. Yeah, I moved the line. It's your fault. And I was like, hey, because I. I Not the Eagles. That trap. You. I fell into that trap where people were like, what are you complaining about? We're undefeated. It don't matter. Okay, you're right. And I sound like an idiot. This <laughs> <laughs> is cool. But now it's a problem. Yeah, it now is. We wanna, now we want to blame the quarterback. He's I an still, idiot. I still blame the coaches because mm-hmm. coaches have to be, you have to tell them. It always has to be a yeah, but. When I think of it, my time in the NFL, and I think about the success that we had when we were at our height, it always comes with a yeah, but. And you think about the fact that, you know, we played in four NFC championship games and all of that stuff. In order to get there, you always had to strive to be better than you were the week before. But for whatever reason, when we talk about this team and, and we talked about the standard, it was okay as long as we were winning. And that's what the fans were okay with. Well, I was told the standard is the standard it always rises. But the quarterback has not risen this year. In fact, he's <coughs> gone backwards from last year. <laughs> Let's see what Elliot Shore Parks thinks of all this, including Hurts, the quarterback, and, of course, Dallas Goddard's comments. Us. Elliot, Hugh, join us right now. And he's sponsored by Bet Parks. Open the Bet Parks app. New users win your first $10 bet and get $125 in bonus bets. Must be 21 in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. ESP, what's going on, man? What up? How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty well, we're just, you know, just going through a playoff week with co- questions about the coach's future. It feels like it. Yeah, it yeah. really does, doesn't it? Like, can't wait for kickoff. Maybe we'll get there, but we got a lot of stuff to unpack before we do. Elliot, let's start with Jalen, and then we'll get to some of, com- some of the comments from uh, Dallas today with us. Elliot, Jalen Hurst this year, I-, I don't think he's gotten quite enough blame down the stretch of this season. I've been very critical of the coaches, but uh, Jalen also just hasn't – he hasn't elevated them enough – through this. Elliot, where are you on Hertz as we enter the playoffs? Yeah, so I think Jalen has probably been the most disappointing player on the Eagles this season. Bradbury has been worse for sure. I mean, the defensive line has not been what you want it to be. 
But if you talk about the player that they thought would be the reason they win, like the reason that they can't, that they that they don't invest in linebackers, or the reason that they don't invest in safeties, or all those things, why they don't need to spend premium money on a running back, it's because they thought they had a quarterback that, like great quarterbacks, makes up for the the deficiencies on other part of the team. And Jalen has had good stretches this year, right? Like I think Jalen, rightfully so, was right there in the MVP consideration six weeks ago. But what a great quarterback does is he doesn't allow his team to go through what they're going through right now. Has the defense been bad? Yes, the defense has struggled. There's been drop passes. I think Jalen cannot win the game by himself, but he is the franchise quarterback. He is the guy that when it comes to the car, he's the engine. Like it's, He's holding the keys. He touches the ball the most of any player. And the reality is, over these last six weeks, they have needed him to put his Superman cape on, and he's not done it. And if you look at the issues against the Blitz, I think you know so often you hear, well, there's no hot reads. Like, I think the main issue against the Blitz is Jalen. I think that is why they struggle against the Blitz. Ellie, let me ask you this, because I, I just theorized this a couple hours ago as we were trying to work through the Blitz issues, right, and why it's looked the way it has. Elliot, do you think he doesn't realize, or it's just kind of built into his, his demeanor as an athlete, that he's not the runner he used to be? My, my point is, he defaults to getting out of the pocket and running and making something happen with his legs. That's who he is. That's, that's the player he is. And it were, it's always worked for him. This year, more than ever, I notice he doesn't get the corner. He, he gets chased down, and he has to usually throw it away. I don't think he's as explosive as a runner this year. Do you think that's part of it, that he still thinks I can make something happen with my legs, even though it's nothing's happening when he does this? Yeah, um, I mean, it's an interesting theory. I, I think there's, there's probably some sense to it in terms of athletes, you know, feeling they can still do things that maybe their body can't do. And look, Jalen's not 35. It's not like, you know, he's past his physical prime. And he's dealt with injuries this year. Um, and like, I'm sure most players in the year is probably banged up, you know, to a certain degree. So, yeah, maybe that's part of it. But, but when I look at the main issue, I believe Jalen's having against the Blitzes. I just, to me, it feels like he doesn't get rid of the ball quick enough. Now, maybe that's because he doesn't, you know, pre-snap, like they're having trouble noticing what blitz is coming and he's not getting into the right thing. Maybe it's after the snap, you know, and he sees what's coming. It takes him longer to, I don't know. But when I watch their blitzes and or the, the times they've been blitz, to me, and it's easy for me to say in the all 22, I'm not in the pocket and I, and I recognize that. But to me, it looks like there are options to throw the ball, but you have to get rid of it quicker. Like, with, to your point about running, uh, running, what he's doing is, you know, if, the, if there's pressure, he rolls to one side. Well, that cuts off half the field, and, you know, maybe the routes aren't on that side or maybe there's not as many options on that side. So I think they can be a team that's really good against the blitz. Like, they have receivers that win one-on-one quickly. They are putting receivers on quick routes across the middle more than people realize. Jalen's not getting rid of the ball quick enough. If, if he starts to consistently do that, they won't be blitzed as much, but Todd Bowles in Tampa Bay, they already blitzed a ton. I am sure heading into Monday night, they're going to get a lot of blitzes early on, or at least looks that look like blitzes to try to, to try to throw Jalen off. But, but with that being said, Elliot, and, and I know I'm probably asking you a lot because we're, we're all speculating at this point, but don't you think that's on the coach to kind of, even if he knows that that's, that's where you're deficient at, to try to put you in positions and, and, and call plays for you that allow you to make those decisions quicker? So – I think when you talk about, you know, why this team is struggling and the blitz in specific, it's not 100% one person. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not 100% one thing. But the reality is, and Hugh, I mean, I'd be interested for your perspective on this as a former player. Like, the coaches can tell you during the week what to do. It's a different thing to go out there and execute it. I thought Goddard had an interesting quote to you guys uh, on air about how, you know, he felt that they weren't checking into the right looks or that the answers were there. And I'm paraphrasing here. The answers were there, but they weren't getting into the looks. Like, I, and I'll say, like, Jalen's job is harder than the coach's job. 
I just find it very hard to believe that a professional NFL coaching staff with coaches that Brian Johnson is getting a head coach uh, interview with the Carolina Panthers. Nick Sirianni was one of the top coaches in the NFL last year. That they don't have built-in answers for what is there. I just think ultimately, and there's a reason Jalen makes more money and is a bigger reason of why they win when they win. He's the one on the field that has to get them into those looks and then has to execute it. And so I agree the coaches, like if through 18 weeks it's been a problem, they deserve blame as well. I just think the main issue is the pre-snap and, the, and how the quarterback is handling it. The other thing that that's, I think, caught a lot of us today is, is maybe the mentality of the team. What's going on outside of just the quarterback play down the stretch of the season? Elliot, I, I, I've been taken aback listening to some of these guys, including Dallas with us uh, on our show, at some of the stuff they've said the last few weeks. Elliot, after the, uh, the Cardinals game, Sidney Brown came on the postgame show with Rob and Jack and said, we just lost to the worst team in the NFL. Fletcher Cox on Sunday after the Giants game said we lost to a bad team. And then today, Dallas with us said they thought they wouldn't have to do much down the stretch to win against these teams. It strikes me as a team, and I don't know where this mentality came from, that, that is thinking too highly of themselves. I mean, we, Elliot, we've seen a lot in the NFL. Hughes played in it. If you think you're better than a bad team, you get beat. I'm just shocked hearing some of these things. And it's not just one guy. It's not like, oh, Dallas just thinks this. No, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing three players talk down on other teams. Meanwhile, they can't beat them. Yeah, so what's interesting is the analysis is actually correct by them, right? Like the Cardinals are maybe the worst team in the NFL. And, yeah, they did just play three teams that they should have beaten. And in terms of feeling good about themselves, to your point, you know, about maybe thinking higher of themselves, I mean, they were like 27-3 and three in their last 30 games before this slump. So I understand from their perspective going into these games and thinking we are better than these teams, we should win. But the way they're playing, there's probably not a team in the NFL right now that they definitely would beat. Like they're, they're sloppy before the snap. The turnovers have been an issue. I mean, they, they have a lot of problems. So, But on the flip side, I would say, you know what? Like, with as bad as things are going, I don't know. If they're going to have some confidence, like, it doesn't seem like anyone else believes in them. So if in that Novacare, they still go to practice every day and feel they're a great team, and they feel in the playoffs now that they're fully concentrated, that they'll turn it on, maybe that's the only hope they have at this point. Because the locker room stuff, in terms of, you know, the dynamics, I think that's a different concern. But if they're going to be overly confident, I think that's better than kind of hanging their heads, which it felt it, it feels like a time this season they've done that. All right, I'm going to ask you a big picture question. And I know uh, you personally might not feel this way. I heard you yesterday with, with uh, Jack and, and Ike about you know, a guy like Bill Belichick. But just a big picture, like a holistic thing. If you're Jeff Lurie and you may be on the fence after Monday about Sirianni, do you think he will or he should – Think about this idea. If this is like a truly great coaching free agent class that doesn't happen very often, and whether or not you agree with that, but if that if he thinks that, do you think that should factor into their Sirianni decision? Like, hey, this is a weird year where there's like three or four coaches that are very rarely, if ever, available. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like when you talk about going up for and when they went up for Carson in 2016, if I'm not mistaken part of the thought process of teams that were going up were thinking that the next year's class wasn't that good, right? So yep. I definitely think you have to look ahead. Now, things can change a ton in a year. Like, maybe the next year's class doesn't look great, but a year ago, the idea of firing Sirianni was probably crazy, too. So, uh, yeah, but I think that that should factor in. I mean, I think the interesting thing about, about Nick that maybe is not brought up, brought up enough is if you look at, like, who, who Lurie has hired, Andy, if I'm not mistaken, called plays. Doug called plays. Chip called plays. Uh, Nick was hired to call plays. Nick no longer ha- uh, calls plays. So I just wonder if, if part of this process of he deciding to keep Nick or not, if he says to himself, I hired somebody I thought was going to be the, the answer on offense, the play caller, 
and he's not that anymore. Like, maybe Nick could go back to it, but he's currently not the play caller. So I just think that's also part of this, that if he sees guys out on the open market that call plays, like uh, Ben Johnson in Detroit, um, you know, like guys like that that are going to be the play callers when they get here, I-, I think that's something Lurie will think about. Yeah, I think he should. Elliot, all right, before we let you go, we have, what, four or five days till kickoff here? How, how are you leaning on this Wednesday before a playoff game? Eagles or Bucks? Yeah, I, I think they're going to win the game. Uh, you know, I've probably been more optimistic about this team over the last six weeks, and I've certainly sunk with the ship to a certain extent, but I'm not jumping off at this point. I just, they have too much talent, and they, they have more talent than the Bucks. They should have the better quarterback. Uh, the Bucks are not that good. For as bad as the Eagles are playing, the Bucks just scored nine points in a game that they had to win to make the playoffs. So I do think there is a little bit to the Eagles coasting over the last few weeks. I think the beginning of this game is crucial. Like, if they, if they fall behind, I think this, this team will crater and it's over. But if they can go into this game confident and feel like, you know, they're, they're back to themselves and they can get a lead, I think this team is still capable of making a run. So I'm going to pick the Eagles to win the game. But I recognize it definitely is possible on Tuesday. I look like a, uh, look like a fool for doing that. Yeah, well, people won't be mad at you if it happens. They'll no, be mad at the Eagles. The uh, people are always mad at me. Well, that's They'll true. find a way. They yeah. will. All right, Elliot, we appreciate it. Have a good rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. ESP. Sounds good. Yep, talk to you guys later. There he goes. Elliot. So Elliot said there's something at the end that it just caught me that like what how much has changed so fast and how we're not sure of this. You notice he said the Eagles should have the better quarterback on the field on Monday. You yeah. notice how ridiculous that would have been to say six months ago? Yes, six because, weeks ago. Yeah, Baker Seven was weeks ago. Baker was competing with Kyle Trask to be their quarterback Five in weeks ago. in whatever, in, in August. It's amazing the regression. But I, I feel like the quarterback position uh, especially is predicated on how well and in, in, in the positions that you're put in to be successful. There's a lot of examples of guys who look like they they haven't had that much talent to go to the right team and, and and are put in the right situation and they have a lot of success. Well, let me give you one. Tua, right, with with uh, yes. Brian Flores and they didn't have a good offense coordinator. Michael Vick here. Right. Oh, Michael Vick, you're, he was so much better here with Andy. Yes. Great comp. You have to adjust your teaching style to the person that you're teaching. And that's why I know this is <laughs> funny. This Jalen Hill, this Jalen Hurts Hill is probably going to get real hot before it cools off at, at any time. But this is a hill that I'm willing to die on. But I firmly believe in from what I've seen, and he has to be willing to, to do this, which I think he is. You have to be willing to adapt and listen. I think part of the problem that Jalen's having right now is the fact that there's a relationship there, a prior relationship there, that is probably hindering him from hearing what's being said. And, and to hear... Dallas say some of the things he said. He probably didn't, didn't even recognize or realize what he said when he said it as far as he's talking about the quarterback. We have the looks, for, but for whatever reason. I think he's being honest. I'm yeah. paraphrasing. And he said, for whatever reason, we're not getting to him. When you have somebody that it's being – and I'm guessing here because we don't know what's going on in the locker room. But if you have somebody that is perceived as not being treated equal or being treated differently than everybody else, that's something that can cause people to be a little bit upset. Like, because that's not the first time that it's been eluded that the quarterback hasn't been doing this, that, or the third. That ain't the first time we've heard that. It's not. And if that's the case, then it's on, again, it's on the coaching staff to make sure that is not going on. It, it, I have a funny story that I that I, I like to tell when I talk about how everybody needs to be treated the same. One time I was coming to a special teams meeting 
This is when Coach Harbaugh was here, John Harbaugh. And everybody was in there talking. But I was the OG. I was the old head in the room. And John cursed me out. He like he jumped on me as opposed to everybody else. And I had just walked in the room because he knew that in order for him to get the room back, he he had to he had to make an example out of somebody. Unfortunately for me that day, I was the example. And I looked at him and he's told me, said, Hugh, if if I let you do it, then everybody else is gonna do it. And I understood exactly where he was coming from. And I didn't say a word. I didn't like it because I felt like I was being attacked. But I get with because you got you have to show that everybody's the same. And just because the quarterback is making the money that he's making, he can't be treated any different than anybody else, especially when you when you out there spewing stuff, the main thing is the main thing, and and you, the, the ultimate goal is this, that, and the third. And if you're not doing what you need to do to put this team in position to be successful and everybody's letting you do it, that's not a great spot to be in either. Your personal story reminds me of all those stories that came out of the Patriots dynasty, that the guy that, that Belichick was the hardest on in meetings was Tom Brady. He, he would call out his mistakes first. He's the, he's the greatest quarterback of all time, and he, he would almost belittle him in front of the team. Hugh, it's the same concept I think Harbaugh was taking with you, right? If, if, I, could, if I could yell at this guy, well, I'll yell at any of you guys. Yeah, right? and, and, no one's above criticism here. And, and you knew that, man, and you respected it because the ultimate goal was to make it to the Super Bowl. That was it. And you knew that sometimes like there had to be personal sacrifices for the greater good. Like, you know, like sometimes when you might be mad at a teammate and, and you might have a personal grudge, but you let it go because, you know, it's, it's something that is not going to help us get to where we ultimately want to be. Yep. You know, you know what's fool, you know, fooling me, maybe, or just confusing me? Kyle, the, the, the weirdest part of this is that the way we're wondering, thinking, concerned about Hurts now is so opposite the way he seemed to be his first few years here, like leader hard worker. I'm not saying he's not working hard, but like just the idea of like he did everything right. He came from Saban. What changed? Like, There's it, another thing too that that's a lot different. It's probably the biggest thing. Money. It's the amount he turns the ball over. Right, decision making. Yeah. Like, like he <laughs> I always said this about him why I wanted him to start playing over Wentz and why I was excited when he did. He played winning football. Yes. This year, I know they've won a lot, but he hasn't played winning football for a lot of these games. Like it's, the Seattle game wasn't winning football. It's more like hero ball. Yes. Doesn't I, that sort of suggest a disconnect between what he's hearing from coaches versus what he likes. There's obviously some sort of rift, some sort of disagreement with what they're calling. Players are improvising stuff. Well, if I'm Jeff Flurry, I, I got to fix my biggest investment. Yeah. That's it. So it's either you figure him out or someone else is going to figure him out. Because we, the Eagles enter the playoffs with the lowest rated quarterback of the 14 playoff teams. I take out two because those guys are tr- third stringers, like Flacco and, and Mason Rudolph. That, like, that can't be. It just can't be. 215-592-9494. We also have Hughes Clues. We got one more clue coming up. You got to win that. We got a $50 gift card here on the line to Wendy's today. Let's go to Kevin, who's up next in Jersey. What's up, Kevin? What's going on, guys? Hey, Kevin. You guys are finally hitting this point here. Brian's got to go. It's the whole familiarity. Uh, you know, you said earlier, they're besties since, what, high school? Uh, I think I think Brian Johnson's that. known him since Hertz was like four years old, and Johnson was you know maybe a teenager, long time. The locker room sees that. There's that. There's that favoritism. There's that play call favoritism. Come on, you're down by five, and you run a bubble screen and two quarterback draws. I mean, they're trying to again. You just said it, hero ball. Let Jalen be the hero. But that's not. You know what? I don't want a hero. I want a champion. I, I, I'm not interested in hero stuff, Kevin. I want a championship quarterback. That's why Brian needs to go. 
And he might. That's why the offensive coordinator needs to go. Yeah, that might be the solution here. Kevin, give us a guess here for Hughes Clues. What movie are we talking about? So, uh, I got a good movie here. It's Willy Wonka. He got it. Stop playing. He got it. He got it. Good job, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin hey, that's a good guess, man. Kevin, you just won a $50 gift card to Wendy's. Calling all Baconator fans. For a limited time, try Wendy's new pretzel Baconator. It's the classic Baconator you love. With a new pretzel bun, limited time only at participating U.S. money. So you watch this one too, the new one, the new Wonka. Oh, you talking to me? I thought you were talking to him. No, I no. watched the new yeah. one. No, you, I watched the new one. What'd you Wonka. think? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I was a little bit thrown off because uh, it was a musical, which obviously, duh, the other one was a musical too. Yeah, you just weren't ready. But I wasn't ready. But it was really, really good, man. It was a really, really good movie, and I really, really enjoyed it. Really, so, really enjoyed. Like it. my thing about the musicals is that like it feels like it's a waste of time. It doesn't advance the plot. Like it's just a the song. music, yeah. Like don't like have background music, have a soundtrack. That's fine. And if you want to have music related to the movie, where you're all writing, singing, and dancing, show tunes and stuff, just put out an album on the side. If it's not advancing the plot, I don't need the freaking stupid musical song and dance. So, uh, what do you think about musicals like on stage, a, a play? Well, yeah, I, I think you buy a ticket knowing that you're going to see a play, then like you should expect to see a musical. Now, if I'm putting on a movie and I'm going Sorry, to theaters, so you're separating movie yeah, musicals versus yes. theater musicals. No, yes, without a doubt. Like uh, the Lion King. I'm more with you on this. Then. Like I went to the Lion King yeah. play. Like that needs to be a musical. Sure. Like it's a whole production, all that. I stuff. I always expect if I go to a theater, it's a musical. Yeah, but like if I'm seeing like Willy Wonka and the origin story, I don't need him taking off the top hat and twirling it on his cane and doing like some little like hello, money. You know, I don't. I don't need that, man. Did you see it too? No. Oh, no. okay. And I'm kind of deterred from seeing it now that I know it's well, a musical. Just based on the two no, it's really good though. It's it's really really good. It's it. I I, I was. It's one that I suggest. That you go see. I Based really on the two recommendations I got from Hugh today, I'm I'm more intrigued by Willy Wonka than I am to see this. Was it Salt Burn or whatever you guys are talking about? Burn Salt. What's it I, called? Salt Burn. Salt Burn. Yeah. Uh, if I'm gonna watch one. I'm gonna watch Willy Wonka. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just, you guys didn't sell me on this Salt Burn thing. Well, well Salt Burn I, is really I, good. I wasn't really. trying to. Okay, I know you weren't. I mean, Hugh was, but his review was. Weird and <laughs> different. No, it was different, but yeah. uh, definitely, definitely good movie. All right. He's an idiot. 215-592-9494. Your phone call is coming up. Jalen Hurts, Chris, what your reaction to everything Dallas Goddard told us at the show today. And you got to hear what Chris Long is saying about this team, their mentality, and what he notices as he watches the Eagles come down the stretch of the season. That's all coming up. 215-592-9494. It is the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You know, after a game, they're like, ha, 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 at me. I'm like, bro, I'm not on the team, okay? <laughs> and I'm glad I'm not on that team, okay? Because this would be the worst building to be in in America. It would be better to be getting your exit meetings yeah. than, than to be in that building this morning. thousand percent. The day after, you, I, when, I, when I talk to my boys on that team, you know, about that game or whatever, like, my two cents is y'all got to go win that game going away to create a vibe going into the playoffs yeah. where you feel like you're back. Never in my wildest dreams. I thought they could lose the game, but never in my wildest dreams did they think you get run out of the stadium. Chris Long on his podcast, Greenlight Podcast, talking about the Eagles there. He said it'd be the worst building in America to be in. Hugh, he didn't hold back, former Eagle, and he still obviously, like you said, he still got, you know, teammates, I'm guessing defensive linemen, that he played with here that are obviously still here, that he talks to, uh, painting painting that picture of what he thought about the Eagles after Sunday. It's a lot going on, man. Mm. It's a lot going on because, like I said, for the last couple of weeks, they haven't scratched the surface of what the problems are with this football team. And that's the unfortunate thing about it. That's why we have so many different, differing opinions, differing opinions in that locker room about what's going on. And that's the that's the frustrating thing about it. And now we're getting into a playoff game where, you know, we feel like they're going to be able to just flip the light switch and everything's going to be be fine. That's right. Hopefully that's the case. Monday Hopefully night. Hopefully that's the case. Flip Hopefully that that's switch. the switch. Yes. And and you go win a game and then we're on to the division. All right, 215-592-9494. Now, if the game and, and things had gone differently this past Sunday, the game could be here, right? The Eagles blew the chance at having a home playoff game. They really blew it against Arizona, but then they doubled down. With the Giants nonsense. So, yeah, so we realized pretty quickly on Sunday this game for the Eagles was going to be on the road. Chris Long actually thinks that's a good thing, and maybe a home playoff game would have been a bad thing. Listen to this one. And so for me, actually, I think the best thing that could happen to them is going on the road and playing the Bucks because I think if this team played at home, they'd piss down their legs because of the pressure. Yeah. The minute they get booed, the oh. minute they go three and out. Can you imagine, I dude? think going on the road, and I'm not saying they can beat the Bucks because I don't know. But I can't get out of my head when they played him the first time. They ran the ball to finish the game for like eight minutes. Okay, that's your shot. Can you still do that? I don't know. But Baker Mayfield, been missing some balls. I'm not betting on the Eagles this weekend. Mm. What did you make of his comment that they're better off on the road because if they were here in Philadelphia, they'd piss down their legs? It'd be a lot of pressure. I don't know about that, though. I think this fan base would still rally behind him, and it would still be a, a great atmosphere now. But wait, if they, wait, let's just play it out. If they had gone, if they come home, let's say they had the home game against the Rams mm-hmm. or the, uh, the Packers. But they played out differently. And the first quarter, they throw an interception. They're down 14 nothing. I was about to say, Joe, I, I was – see, you, you didn't let me finish. I was about to say it would be a great atmosphere to play in unless something went south. <laughs> Fast. And then I'll be like – I would do like I always do. If it got ugly, I'm leaving at the half. That's your thing. Yeah, you're out. <laughs> I'm leaving at the half. I don't want to see that, man. Listen. This could be a beautiful place to be, or it could be one of the worst places you want to be on a, on any given night. So yeah, I, I would I would left. I actually agree with him. I think the road game is first of all they get to play a, be, a worse team. The Bucks mm-hmm. are not as good as the the Packers 
or the Rams, right? They're, they're, they actually fell into the best possible matchup for the first round. The Bucs aren't very good. Neither the Eagles right now, but the, the, the Bucs are not very good. I think it can help them being on the road. There's none of that, right? It's going to be the same kind of crowd the whole game. There's none of that up and down, yeah, we're behind you, but oh no, you screwed up, and now you know you feel that pressure. I think this could be a good thing that they're away from home on Monday night. Maybe it galvanizes them. It happens sometimes with teams in the road in the playoffs. 215-592-9494. All right, let's grab um, – Leslie has beef with me, so we'll do that, and then uh, we'll get to Herb coming up. What's up, Leslie? Hi, can you hear me okay? Yes. Hey, Leslie, what's, what's going up, on? Leslie? Hi. So, yes, my beef with you is about this whole Wentz watch thing and the whisper and stuff like that. <laughs> but I also wanted to say to you is I think this whole thing – I kind of blame you for this whole downslide. Of the, of the team? Hoping, yes. Because you what did I do? The fans, you went poking the bear at the 49ers, calling their radio station, teasing mm. their radio announcers and all that stuff. Ever since that whole debacle happened with the 49ers, that's when this whole thing went upside down. Hugh, but what I do you make of Leslie's theory that it's I'm my fault? I'm listening to what she has to say, Joe. I'm not saying she's telling the story, but she she's on to something. Yeah, that's I, all I'm saying. I this is the first time I've heard this. Usually, people blame me for a lot of things that go on bad around here. So I'm not surprised someone came up with this. But this is the first time I've thought you, I've heard this one. Listen, I can't stand that 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 spying on their radio station, seeing what they're talking about, and all that stuff. Let their business be their business. As soon as we started arguing with them and going back and forth, and that's when our team got their butts handed to them, and the, and the whole thing has gone awry. So I'm blaming you. You you need to stop that. All right. And then, so I, I don't know if you know this, Leslie. I was also blamed for the Phillies blowing the NLCS because I said the series was over at 2-0, and then they lost. So I'm, on, I'm having a tough, <laughs> tough run here. Well, thank God. I'm just saying thank God for you. Thank God for Ike and thank God for John Ritchie because all of you other guys think that you know more than these former football players and they're trying mm-hmm. to. Joe knows a lot though. I will say that though. You? Joe knows a lot. He yeah, no, I don't know a lot. No, I don't. I don't know, know more every know. day. Just some days. <laughs> she said Joe don't know nothing. He's an idiot. <laughs> he doesn't know nothing. Joe. Joe is the one that aggravates me the most. He just gets on my nerves. I know that but Joe is a went. moron. <laughs> <laughs> How many games did Carson win? play when we went to the Super Bowl? Uh, 13? I believe, I believe it was 13. It was not. I don't think it was 13. I think it was 10 or 11 a week. But still, that was enough for you guys to say he was great, which he was that season. He was great, but it was one season, and it was only 10 or 11 games. Yet, Jalen's having this bad stretch, and every quarterback has bad games. Even the great Tom Brady and all those guys, they have bad games. But you're you're making this oh he's regressed he's he's this he's making bad decisions and stuff like that like Jalen's been balling I don't know what y'all have been wanting about but he's been out there doing excuse me I'm sorry he's been doing what he can do to help this team Leslie and, let me ask you a question because I know you, you're a good fan you watch you don't think by regress I mean not gone backwards not played as well you don't think he's played do you think he's played as well this year as he did last year. Uh, no. Well, then, no. You, then you agree with me. I, I don't agree that he's regressed. I agree that he's playing differently. And it it comes down to a lot of things. I think there's a lot of factors. I think it's the offensive coordinator. I think 
you know, having somebody different. But if you remember, they always, when they talk about Brian Johnson, they talk about um, Jalen Hurts. They always say he tried to get him to come down to that college that he was at before he transferred out of Alabama. And he didn't go. And I, I really feel, and this is the woman in me, and I always get ripped by my brothers and my sons, but I always have a woman's perspective that loves football. But I just feel like Jalen always knew that he didn't want to play under the watch of Brian Dunson. Mm. I just feel like that's why he didn't go there. He could have gone there in college. Oh, to, to, Miss, uh, to, old, to Mississippi State. I understand what you're saying. Yep, he didn't. He, he didn't. Even that. though he recruited him, he didn't. He didn't go Mississippi there. Mississippi State, Alabama. Uh, you think it's more about the school? Yeah, yeah. Alabama, Mississippi State. I mean, they, I, I, I would choose Alabama too. All day. <laughs> Between the two, yeah. When he transferred, I think it was Florida. I thought he said he was Florida or something he wanted him to come to, and he was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I think I he know. was at Mississippi State and then he ended up at Florida. <laughs> but no, that, Leslie, I, I, I wonder if it's actually best, and we've talked about it a lot today, if it's actually best for them to, to him to be the guy he's, he's closest to. Maybe he needs someone that's not as close to him to be his coordinator. I think he absolutely does. And my last point is that I think the offense and the defense are – on different pages of this thing. I think that's where the rift that you were talking about, and um, Hugh, you, you spoke about this earlier. You said, I think there's going to be, you know, they're going to have to go through some adversity this season. And I didn't want to hear it when you were saying it, you know, during preseason and stuff like that. But you were right. It came a little later than you had anticipated it coming. But this is what you wanted to see, like how they get through when you're losing and when the people aren't playing well and stuff like that. And, it was going to come, and we're going to see. They're going to get through this. But just just give my guy a little a little slap. That's all I'm saying. Stop beating up Jalen Hurts. All right, Leslie. I, th- I think we have. And that's that's my point. I mean, we appreciate the phone call. I think we have given him slack. I mean, that's – He's got a little bit of grace. But but now it's it's one of those things where, you know, you talk about how long how long is the leash or how long how long is the rope that you give him. And, and that's the thing, Joe, because – we're, we're in a Super Bowl window. We have a young quarterback that took us to the Super Bowl last year, and to a lot of people, it like he's regressing. And, and I'm not here to say that the comparisons to Carson Wentz and, and all the other stuff is not warranted. I don't think he's that. But we've seen more of that as opposed to the guys that when they get paid, they just take off. Mm-hmm. So I, I get exactly where you're coming from, but I don't believe that he's one of them. I believe that he's still in the window where he's coachable. And you have to put him in position to be successful in order for him to be to, to make this team or, or put this team where they need to be. Yeah, and just to go back to the Wentz watch stuff that we started a few weeks ago, and it's chilling. I mean, it, I, I admit it's it's for me as someone who who really was at the forefront of saying we got a problem here with Wentz. It's it, it it sends shivers down my spine. Wentz watch. But the the point wasn't that he is Wentz, right? I think he's better than Carson. I, I'd rather have him. Like it's not about the, the just him. It's the parallels, some of it with the organization, some of it with just the reality, right? Like Super Bowl, great year, whatever you want to call it. I know we know Carson got hurt. Then they lose the coordinator. Next year, not as good. Banged up. I mean, like there's all this kind of stuff that it's the path. It's like going down a Wentz path. Now, the the Eagles and Hurts have to stop it. Stop that path. Go win a playoff game on Monday. You know what I want more than anything? I want Jalen Hurts to go out there and be the best player on the field Monday. Yeah, that would be awesome, and they'd that, win. If, if that is the case, then we will definitely be moving on in the yeah. playoffs. If he is the best player on the field, because that had that was the case early in the season, he did some phenomenal things, and, and I have not forgot those. I know this is the NFL, and the mantra of the NFL is not for long, but I have not forgotten 
how great he looked at the beginning of the season. And I thought that, to be honest, his adversity would come at the beginning. I really, really did. And I thought he would have to work his way through. I would rather have it be this is the beginning of the season and him work his way through. I think we would feel a whole lot better about the situation if it started out adverse and then it got better as we progressed through it. But that was not the case. Well, think about this uh, with that. The Rams and the Packers, I think they both started off like 3-6, and six, and here they are now, and everyone's yes. like, wow, look at them entering the playoffs. Look at Stafford. Look at Jordan Love. The Eagles start off 10-1. and one. I mean, they're all kind of the same right now, right? They're all wild card teams. Yes. But well, two of those teams are surging and look like they're dangerous, and one is going backwards. It, it all is about timing. I mean, the three teams haven't had that much different seasons. Let's go to Lou, who's up next on WIP. What's up, Lou? Hey, guys. Really good show. Uh, love the movie Wonka. Uh, Joe, you should see it with your kids um, for sure. I keep hearing good things, um, and, I, and I saw I saw you know, a couple of the trailers. It, it did look pretty good. Yeah. Uh, on Hurts, yeah, he's not playing good enough for $255 million. Too many turnovers. And the big play that sticks out for me, if you go back two years ago, uh, that Saints game, he had that – they won 40-29. to 29. Uh, He had that play where he made that defensive end fall on his ass. Do you remember that? Yes. He juked him and then he put he stuck his anymore. foot in the ground and and yeah. he cut. You know what, Lou? I don't know if you remember the play. There was a play two weeks ago against the Cardinals where they were inside the ten, I think it was, and he tried to kind of put his foot in the ground by the right hash and go left, and he had no burst. I was yeah. like that. That I thought of the play you're mentioning because two years ago he puts his foot in the ground, cuts, and he goes. And right now he just that explosiveness is not there. And this is where it comes in. He's got to just kind of grow up a little bit with the hero ball. The biggest hero ball outside of the Seahawks last play was when it was the end of the half, and he didn't go out of bounds with five seconds left, and luckily we got bailed out on that play and we were able to kick a field goal. But then he, it, it was like he was going to try to take on five guys, and then he realized it right away. It was like, oh, man, I, I messed up. But um, real quick, we're going to win this game on Monday night. I know it. I feel it. We're going to win because they have a choice. Dallas Goddard said it. They chose not to show up the last three or four weeks. They're going to choose to show up, and we're going to win this game. Lou, I like it. I'm in. Yes. You believe it, Hugh? You and believe? After that, after that, we'll see where we go. But I... if, if they show up like they did the Giants, then Sirianni's got to go. That's not going to happen. So wait, they're going to show up, and they're going to win 21-13. to 13. So, Will. Lou. Lou. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let me get this. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but let me just get this straight. And I'm, I'm going to say it in a way where I can better understand it. So for four weeks, I chose to take this ass whooping, right? I chose yeah. to blow these coverages in the secondary, right? And this weekend, I'm going to get all that right. That's what, I mean, this Monday, I'm going to get it right. It's a new season here. No, I'm just saying. I'm it's just, a new I'm just, chapter. Got it's you. a new chapter. I'm not it's saying, a new you're, wrong. Not saying you're wrong. I'm with it. I'm, I'm with it, Lou. Yeah. I'm with it. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Make, makes no sense, but I'm with it. I'm okay with that. You know that. what? Can we get the Rocky music? Can we get Can we get it playing? It's our first time getting pumped up the entire week. Lou's got us here. You ready? Right, I'm ready. You don't sound believe. ready. I'm, I'm trying to get ready, Joe. That, that thing called logic. Logic? Logic? It's getting in the way. This is WIP. I know, man. I mean, it's come getting, on. It's getting in the way of my, my thinking process, man, because I'm just like, huh? I chose to take an ass over for four or five weeks and let let this radio station, which I don't like, by the way, as a player, ridicule me and talk about me for four weeks. But now I'm going to go down to Tampa and I'm just going, you know, just like that light switch. Flip it. Flip that thing on. And it's, go time. Yeah, go time. New season. 
Ah, I just. Went, I think lose on to something here. Oh, I, I dislocated my finger because I'm going the drama for the drama can play in for next week so I can be ready. Gotcha. What a story it'll be! Oh, a win be on so, Monday night in Tampa, just like that flu game that I played in and almost won. Yeah, I got you. Makes sense. This is the week. This is. I, I mean, I hope so, man. I really do. I hope so. Really hope so. Against every fiber of my being and brain, fiber. I think Loom is going to be right. Actually, I, 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 and we'll see how I feel on Monday. I, if you ask me right now, we've asked all our guests, Seth and Elliot, do you think they're going to win the game on Monday? I do. I, I, I do think they're going to win. I mean, I mean I, there's a chance. There, there's definitely a chance. Well, they're no favored. Yeah, I mean, they're, definitely a chance. Which is remarkable that they're favored to win this game. By three. But you know the line is going up, right? It was two and a half yesterday. It's moving towards the Eagles. Money, like people with real American dollars are taking them and throwing them on the Eagles to win this game. That might be the most surprising thing of the week. All right, Herb in the Northeast is up. What's up, Herb? What's up, boys? Uh, how, I, uh, Hugh Douglas, I need you to get in touch with Hollis Thomas, my man. This is okay. his birthday. Happy birthday, Hollis. This is birthday. Okay, yeah, get in touch with him. Get my phone number because I got to talk to him about a couple things, Okay. Because I know he was sick uh, about a year or so ago. Okay. His mother, mother was on or so before you came. It was like a year, year and a half ago. Okay. Uh, uh, anyway, listen, these people, uh, the, the uh, second year, he took us to the Super Bowl. Now it's his third year as a starter. He's won these games 11, okay? He was injured a little, okay? Let's not get on him. Let's. Let's be positive. You have a bunch of callers today, including Ryan, because ne- Ryan is a negative caller, okay? But I'm not here to get on these guys. I tell it like it is. I tell it the way I see it, okay? Offensively, you got to play, okay? You break the huddle at 20 seconds. You look up. You look over everything. He was, they were doing this last year. They were doing it his first year. Okay, it's similar to way, uh, uh, what's his name from uh, Denver and Indianapolis, the, the brothers. They looked it over, okay, and then if they got to change the play, they got enough time. This year, these plays are coming in too late, and the guys are not, they're not, he's, he's not able to change the play. And when his blitz is there, he, he's not, either he's not picking it up or he's not audible. To change the play, okay? Screen, tight end screen, wide receiver screen, whatever it might be. It's a quick bang, bang right to the receiver when you notice something's uh, else coming in, okay? There's another problem I see on a defense, communication. I've been telling you guys, okay, you, I've been telling them for two, three years about communication among among these 11 players, okay? It doesn't matter if you're on a D-line, if you're a linebacker or if you're a safety or whatever, cornerback. There must be communication, okay? And the communication is on the sideline when you're sitting and communication while you're playing the game. The, this, this, the, this, these guys are not moving around. We know all that. The, I said... Months ago, you got to be able to move the linebackers. It's like a 3-4 defense. The reason they do a 3-4 defense is because these guys are in New England. They're moving from 
from left to right, north and south, east and west. Confusion. You need confusion, okay. Herb. That's why. That's why Belichick is a defensive coach, mm-hmm. and that's why he was successful. They we lost the Super Bowl. I was there on the five yard line, and then we wound up. The guy sold our tickets for thirty seven hundred. We had three tickets. Okay, over ten thousand dollars. Somebody came in. We paid twenty seven hundred with the major league vacation. So you made back. a profit. You made a profit, Herb. The guy. No, we didn't sell the tickets. The guy from Kansas mm. City. There was a guy from Kansas City and San Diego that was selling out uh, Cataline from major league vacations. I was on the bus running everything for Cataline because he didn't go. What Super Bowl is this? The Super Bowl you played in? I had a travel business with the Eagles, and I used to compete with the original Jody uh, McDonald knows who I am because he was connected with this guy. Jody? running major league years ago. We're going back when Buddy Ryan was the This is a while ago now. Yeah. So understand – Okay. All right. Uh, Her, who wins Monday? That's a lot. I'm if the Eagles get lot. their act together in the next couple days and they do what they got to do and keep the ball out of out of the dancing quarterback and he's plus that he's got grip problems. One hit he could be out of the game. You're darn right. Okay? Listen, I'm going with the Eagles. Okay. As you're supposed going, to. They're going to. They're going to grow up this weekend. They're going to grow up. Monday, and they're going to play hard like I play hard, okay? okay? And listen, I'm saying I got better to see this, okay? Because I didn't know when they were playing a couple of weeks ago if I was going to wake up and then see the game, okay? You know what? And they're listen, doing this for you, Herb. Listen, born, this Monday is I'm for Herb. Is- Monday's for Herb. It's for Herb, you. I, I hear you. With me. I don't. I don't know what to say, Joe. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot. Like, I, I love the fact that Herb calls, but sometimes it's a lot to to, to digest in, a, in in one phone call. You better keep your mouth. I mean, but I, I enjoy shut, Herb. Boy. It's not like I don't enjoy talking to you, but sometimes, you know, you kind of go long and kind of go off in outer space. And I'm looking at a threesome to bring me back a little bit. Did, did we land on? Maybe I missed it, but did we land on Herb having a, a dueling travel agency with Jody Mack? <laughs> yeah, it was something. It was a lot. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.